This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and I knew that this was going to come up at some point. Good reggae, right? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can hang with that. 805 Raider, one of our uh, most loyal listeners. What up, 805 Raider? Speaking of lippers, let's get your take on the introduction of Larry Bird last night. Larry, so they, they introduced the Larry Bird character on Winning Time. He was pretty great. <laughs> he was pretty great. I couldn't take him seriously. Why? I don't know. His face. Well, his facial expression, I couldn't take him seriously. I really couldn't. I looked, and we haven't even got a chance to get into winning time yet. But um, And by the way, those that are saying, uh, hey, guys, don't get into it. It's a spoiler. I'm like, Spoiler? It's what? 40 years old. I was going to say, like, what are we giving up? There's nothing to give up. No, no. Anybody that says Well, I didn't know Magic was going to do that. Well, you should know Magic's going to do that. Yeah, you should have known that. You should have known that. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm going to try to find a way to say this without being too cruel. Okay. okay, but I don't know if there is a way to say it without being a little cruel. Finding someone that looks like Larry Bird, not super easy. Larry Bird has a look, shall we say. Larry Bird has a face that is not, you don't see a lot of people walking around the world that look like, you don't say, hey, you know what that guy looks like? Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Don't hear that very often. There's not a lot of Larry Bird. Hey, you know what you look like? You look like Larry Bird. Well, what do you mean by that, right? Nobody wants to look like Larry Bird. Like, if you're looking like Magic Johnson, yeah, cool. Look like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'm all right with that. Michael Cooper, Norm Nixon. Why does yeah. his face bother me in winning time? Because it looks like Larry Bird. That's what I mean. That guy looks like Larry Bird, <laughs> and that's not good. Like I said, I knew, it's a little mean, and I understand. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but to find the facial match for Larry Bird, and they not did easy. Yeah, not easy. easy. I love that character. I thought, um, and I don't know how much you want to get into winning time. Sure, later. now or later, whenever you want. All right, let's just get into it right now. Okay, yeah, we, we got plenty of time to get into everything else. Yeah, I thought yesterday's episode we talked about how they came out. They came out the gates hot, hot. Yeah, they got. They pretty much roped everybody. And by the way, if you're gonna do it. Come out the gate hot. You got everybody in. Now, all of a sudden, you're watching a couple episodes where they might be a little bit drier. I liked yesterday's episode. I did, too. I, I did thought too. yesterday's episode Any Zastros? was coming back. Kind of. Kind of. Was, Perfect. There wasn't Zastro specifically, yep. but there was a Zastro adjacent at the end of the... Have you not seen it yet, Emily? Haven't seen it yet, no. Okay. So... This is kind of a special. I spoil Who runs Zastro's of- public relations. Can we, we get him on? We should have him on. We should definitely get the guy that plays Zastro. No, no, no. Here. You the real want, Zastro. The real, he, I don't. Odds are low that real Zastro. Real is still Zastro around. doesn't exist. Oh, no, no, he <laughs> no, definitely no. does. No, he, they told he, us the creator said it was. It was. They created it to mimic yeah, a lot of people. There's a he's an amalgamation yes. of the yes. real Zastro. Yes. So a person named Zastro, not necessarily, but Magic had kind of a Zastro moment at the end of the episode last he night. He did actually. Yeah, that was. was by that, the way, by, was yes, that it was. Friend? Yes. <laughs> Look, Magic has some that. I freaking got, didn't, I got sold in this situation. So here's the thing. You knew there was somebody else in the room. The fact that he stood in the doorway, you knew, you just didn't know who it was going to be. And that I it didn't was think that. so. I didn't, there was, just because of how long their conversation was. 
So was that live? You knew you knew it was coming yeah. because you know it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know that he has feelings for Cookie, and that 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 relationship we know how that you plays family. out. Family, yeah, that's what he told her. Yeah, and then next thing you know, that she went and bought her own ticket really bummed me out. The Larry Bird stuff was the best. Him, Larry Bird talking junk at Magic, and Magic just continuing to smile through the whole thing and tear him up. Westhead finally blowing a gasket. Yep. It, the whole how, it was by really the way, good. How good is Pat Riley's character starting to become? Okay. How about that, that clip in the restroom, right, where he starts slicking Terrific. his hair back? Terrific. Where he starts telling, you know. Uh, Get your bleep together. Mm-hmm. It was, it, so the second they took the mustache off, you're like, oh, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Like when he's walking around with the mustache and the long hair, I'm like, that's not Pat Riley. It doesn't look anything like Pat Riley. And then all of a sudden, mustache comes off like, oh, yeah, here we go. Pat Riley's about to enter the building. And he's got a little swag. He's barking yeah. at Westhead. Everything. I about don't know why great. Riley gets this music, too, but it sounded like the right fit. Okay. Another, another scene that I love. Yeah. You're starting to kind of see. Look, the, the picture of the Boston Celtics. Okay, wh- what are the Celtics... I remember um, in some of those documentaries used to play. You know, they say like the it was there was no air conditioning in the locker rooms. The water wouldn't be running. The, the, <laughs> the fire alarm in your hotel. Like, there's all these things that would come with you're playing in Boston. But I just love the I love the part, Doctor Jerry Bus, where he got his tickets all the way <laughs> up there, and Red looking up at him, and they both make eye contact after the game. And there's this, okay, you want to go? Let's go. Yes, it was a good episode. It, it, it was really good because it was a good. There's a little bit of basketball. There's a lot of drama. There's yeah. a lot, a little bit of Zastro's stuff. There's Kareem's character gets better every single week with his pops too. A- with every, Irvin, every single yeah. week you like that Kareem character a little bit more. The Michael Cooper character is like comic relief because yeah. he says really funny things. It's it's a great show. I, I they 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 got it was a good me back. episode. Yes, they were losing me a little bit. Got a little dry. Got a little too oh. basketbally. But we're back. You know what today is? What tonight is? Mm. What's today? The 18th? It is. Tonight is Better Call Saul. Yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Because remember last week when you said, hey, you should watch it. I feel like I'm that's I'm already your fault. half a season through. I feel that's your fault. And then I'm, new to me. I'm going to AMC Plus negotiating a, a $6.99 a month type contract. And the only thing on there is a few good men. <laughs> I just I paid six ninety nine for a few good men. I feel it was like, three ninety nine on all the other ones. I feel like by now you should know that when it comes to my television viewing habits, <laughs> I'm way behind normal people. So that if I tell you it's new, it means it's new to me, and not new to the universe, new to Travis. Better call Saul tonight. Yeah, but see, I still have half that previous season that I need to get up on. So no spoilers tomorrow, Slee. No spoilers. Well, no, I actually have to time this with you because if we're gonna do. Better Call Saul is a real spoiler thing. Like, oh, for sure. I don't know how we do that. Like, what, what's we our window get, of giving week? people? Is it the, before the next sounds episode? sounds like a lot. It is a lot. Because if we're going to watch it on a Monday night, Tuesday is when we're going to feel the most about it. That's when we're going to have our most thoughts yeah. about it. It's, it's, it's we'll just the, talk about Larry Bird and Zastro again. Can I tell you what the works. equivalent is? It's equivalent of a playoff game and listeners asking, hey, don't don't talk about the game in the morning. Well, Wait three days to talk about it. I can't. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about talking about playoff games here. <laughs> the, the Clippers aren't in. The Lakers aren't in. The uh, the city of Los Angeles is, is, is NBA basketball, playoff basketball. How is that possible? Both squads? The Clipper one makes a lot more sense because they missed their two best players for most of okay, the I Okay, I got to go at the Clippers for a second. Okay. 
I, I I don't think, and if you're a Clipper fan out there and you think I'm being biased towards the Lakers, that's fine. Um, you tell me where I'm wrong on this one. Clippers had awful luck against the Pelicans to have Paul George not in that game. Yeah, that is awful, awful luck. The Clippers went 42 and 40 during the regular season, and they had much worse injuries than the Lakers did. So all this chatter and conversation that the Lakers had in their exit meetings, yeah, yeah, yeah guys, but we were injured. Yeah, yeah, but Russ, AD, and LeBron never played. Ch- I, in my opinion, it was an excuse that started from the beginning of the season all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. The Clippers had legitimate injuries and still found a way to be eighth place in the Western Conference, right? 42 and 40. Here's my problem with all that conversation and all the credit that we gave them throughout the year. They're up double digits in Minnesota with a chance to close out that game. Couldn't close it out with PG. They're up 13 right here at Crypto.com across the street. Crypto.com. And I, I'm, I'm not taking away from the injuries that they had because the injuries were significant. Trav, you blew two leads against a pretty average team in the NBA. Uh, you, you're, up 13, you're up 10 and you're up 13 pretty much with you know, 10, 15 minutes left to go in the game. You couldn't close it out. That's on them. That's on them. Yeah, but they weren't any good. You know what I mean? They, this was this was a team that didn't have its best player the entire but season. Paul George was there. I, I get it. But in Paul that game Paul, on Tuesday. Paul George was there for half the year, give or less, take. Less. Less. Okay. Yeah. So less than that. And you keep saying a double digit. They were. I think they were up by what ten or twelve in the third quarter. That's nothing in the NBA. That's a couple possessions. They were up thirteen in the fourth quarter against the Pelicans, up 10. That, that's a little bit different. That one's a little bit different. They should beat the Pelicans. I think I have they, those flip-flopped. I, I don't know. They, Probably Anthony didn't even play on Tuesday. Th- this was not a thing that feels like a catastrophe to me. This feels like they kind of outkicked their coverage for the regular season, that they shouldn't have been 42 and 40. I'm not I'm not. look, they should have beaten New Orleans. Should have won one of those two games no, no question with a double-digit lead. No question about it, but they were cannon fodder for whoever was coming up next. Maybe not Memphis. Maybe if they win that game, they could have found a way to get that done. But I don't know. It, they're just the levels of disappointment between those two things to me feel like night and day. The because the, the the Lakers had their guys, AD or excuse me, LeBron and Russ for most of the season. AD I know missed a ton of time, but the Clippers really didn't. And the the Lakers' expectations were way beyond what the Clippers expected because the Clippers coming into the season didn't expect to have Kawhi Leonard with Paul George as your best player. And and they're not, not they, look they play hard. They're well coached and they they won more than they lost. That's really good. But no one was thinking the Clippers should go to the NBA Finals. Everybody was thinking the Lakers were going to go to the NBA Finals. So since they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that has been the conversation. They should go to the NBA Finals. Last year they but got But that wasn't this year. This year because Last Kawhi year they was got hurt. the furthest that they've got. This past obviously coming into this season you knew Kawhi wasn't going to be there. Mm. I'm not trying to make an argument between the Lakers and the Clippers because Lakers did have re, I mean, real expectations going to win it all. The Clippers, you thought maybe Kawhi could come back. If he could come back, they could make some noise. I'm not arguing those two. What I'm arguing is Clippers should be in the playoffs. That yeah. they blew two leads, just needed to win one out of two games. But should be in the playoffs is the eighth best team. I think there's there's so many miles between. And I understand you're not comparing the two things, but that you just missed on being the eighth playoff team doesn't feel like a giant disappointment, whereas you're supposed to be the best team in the conference or damn near it, and you miss Again, because you're an 11th or 12th. It's- there's no comparison to the Lakers. Lakers had a awful, awful season. The Clippers worked their way to an opportunity to be the number seven seed if they were. They would have got Memphis in the first round. We saw Minnesota over the weekend go win the first game in Memphis. 
that was one of those that you were, you know, you kind of went out of your way to talk about. If the Clippers can match up with Memphis, they might have a chance. Obviously, Memphis Memphis. feels like they're a little early; that they're not quite ready. You got to go through losses, but they're playing Minnesota, who really hasn't been in these positions anyway. Okay, so I was right again. I don't know if you guys want to tell me since you didn't. I'll just say it for myself. I was right again, and I'll explain what it is next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Quick little tweet here, Slee. This is from uh, Antonio, and he says, Guys, enough of the winning time chit-chat on Monday. At least give us until Tuesday. It was Easter yesterday. What, what, what is the rule? Like, what is the rule on something that – because winning time is not like a Netflix series or something but, but, where you can go what through did the we whole give up? thing. What did we give up? Did we give up something? Like, did we say, hey – That the Larry Bird actor is as ugly as Larry Bird? We gave that up. I don't think we gave up that much. <laughs> also, there's Wikipedia, guys. Like, you can find out every plot point of the show ahead of time. It's Well, fine. it's not plot oh, points I, I, I don't want to ruin I, – I genuinely don't want to ruin something for someone who hasn't watched it. But are we – is this one of those That's, shows where we're giving up something? I mean, well, it's it's both, right? It, it's we're not because it's forty years old. The story is literally nearly a half a century old. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the little the little production values of it all, maybe we got a little bit of spoilers there. Just the the kind of the way that it sets well, up the last scene of it. Antonio, all. they lost to the Pacers <laughs> and the Knicks. Just no, the Pistons. Pacers oh, yeah, that's and right, the Pistons, Pistons, right? And then they, I won't tell them what happened in Boston. I'll, I'll, then I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what else. You know, and I, Michael has said this a hundred times. I'm sure he said the same thing to you a hundred times. That these guys were on commercial airplanes for a period of time is insane oh, yeah. to think about. That you could be going, you're, you you have a flight to Portland that morning to go see your grandmother, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson are on the plane. That is and Bill that's, Walton. It's bonkers. It's yeah. so weird. We just did one of those things that um, I, I think this is kind of a different. Uh, our relationship just went to a different level. You and me? Yeah. Why? What just happened in the break? We went and used the restroom. You and I walked together like... Laverne and Shirley? Yes. <laughs> and we talked the whole way outside in the hallway. I don't like how quickly you agreed to Laverne and Shirley. We talked... That, that we, was a little... You were a little quick on the trigger on that. We talked the whole time, all the way through the hallway, <laughs> talked in the restroom... Washed Shlemiel. our hands, Schlemazel. waited for each <laughs> other, friends. Wait, waited for each other. I think you held the door open for me, and I said well, thank gentleman. you. I don't. Yeah. I probably didn't even say thank you, yeah. and then walked all the way down to the hallway, and then here we are. Yeah. So you feel better about our relationship now? The next step would be we're at a restaurant, and both you and I say, "Hey, we share a malt with two go straws." To, no, no, it's us. Lady in the tramp, some spaghetti. There you go. It's us saying to each other, "Hey, you want to go to the restroom?" Sure. We leave the table. And we leave the table together. That's the only logical next step. Well, we still need to do a night out with uh, Lady Slee and uh, Susan. Yeah, and then you know, plenty lady, of nights coming. You know, ladies lot, will lot more sometimes time go use the ladies' room together. Yeah. That'll be us. We'll just disappear and we'll just go and do our thing. They'll have an awkward conversation at the table, saying, <laughs> "Where are both of those idiots going?" Okay, so that's one of those things when you go out with a couple where. Two people in the group know each other, but the other two people in the group do not. That either is a really fun night 
or terrible. Yep. There is no middle ground in I've that. Had both of those. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. if you, if you hit it right and you and you enjoy the other person's company, mm-hmm. it can be a ton of fun. But if it's one of those five minutes in, you're like, yeah, I have nothing to talk to this person about. You can't get through the meal fast enough. One of my uh, girl's best friends, when I first met her man. It was like, I don't know what that was going to, you know, like, I don't know how this conversation is going to go with this. Within 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, you guys do your thing. We're talking we're good. here. Like, we're having a conversation. Why is everybody interrupting us? It's a dude that I'll text on. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's when you know you have a good relationship. That's when you keep going to the men's just to check scores and see what's going on. I can't talk to this guy He's anymore. a reggae fan. I got, that's probably what happened. There you go. Yeah, got off on the right foot. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So, peace in the L.A. Times over the weekend, talking about the Laker job and uh, whether or not it is an attractive job. And it feels a lot like what I said last week, which is th- the roster is in total, dis- you know, d- I don't want to say dysfunctional. It's I don't know what it's going to be. You got Anthony Davis, you got LeBron James, and then we'll see. And right, Anthony Davis played 40 games this Anthony year. Anthony Davis perpetually played hurt. Played half of the game or half of the season last year. Perpetually hurt. Braun will be going into his 20th season in the NBA. So that is your those are your foundational pieces. And no picks. Okay? And, and certainly yeah. no high picks. You have a history over the last 10 years of going through coaches pretty quick. Right? It's not like they've had guys that have gone there and had 5, 6, 7-year runs. It, it it's been what did we do since Phil Jackson? There's been D'Antoni, there's been Brown, there's been Luke Walton, there's been Byron Scott, there's been Frank Vogel. Yeah. That's five guys. That's 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 quite a few in a relatively short period of time. Um, you have a lot of people in the mix that whether or not it's Jeannie Buss or it's Rob Palenka or it's Kurt Rambis or Linda Rambis, that's they got a lot of people that are are offering their opinions on where it's supposed to go. Magic Johnson is somebody that's still consulted. Clutch obviously has an outsized influence inside that organization. You have a, John mentioned this when we were talking the other day. You have guys that want to sit in on team meetings, executives. Now I, I get it. Okay, fine if it's working for you, but it really hasn't been working all that much. If you have a coach, you, we're basically picking from two camps. The guys you would want on one side, right? Yep. The the Ty Lues and Monty Williams that they wanted. And then the other group is guys that you end up with. And I think that's where Frank Vogel was, which is a guy that couldn't come in and say, no, no, I'm picking my own assistants or I'm not taking the job. We're not going to do that or I'm not taking the job. You don't get to sit in on my meetings or I'm not taking the job. There's two different categories. And it feels a lot like they're going to have to pick from the guys that need the job as opposed to guys that want the job. So we're going to also find out how much they learned over the last couple of years. So Palenka, in in that respect, if, no, 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 we're still going to pick your assistants. I don't care that the market says five years for an NBA coach. We offer three here. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out whether they learned from their mistake. By the way, I don't even know if we called a mistake. Vogel did win a championship. So I, you can't say that it was a mistake hiring, yeah. you know, Frank Vogel. The question just well, not a mistake, but they, they kind of boxed themselves into getting somebody yeah. like Frank Vogel. They didn't want to offer to Ty. They didn't want to offer to Monty Williams. Those are, you know, obviously right now you look at the NBA, you say, damn, those are two of really the elite coaches in the NBA. Sure, what he's doing with Phoenix, what Ty has done over his career, and what he's done with the Clippers. Um, how attractive of a job will it be for the Lakers? Because I think right now it's very, very easy. To pile on the Lake Show. Why wouldn't you? I, 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 the article from the LA Times. It, it, you know why it's easy? 
because it's, it's true. Because it's true. Because it's true. That, that's why it's not. It's not an opportunistic. Hey, let's take these little things and blow them up into big things. These are big things that are being treated like big things. I don't. I don't disagree with you because even as you could be a diehard Laker fan and ask the question. What the hell are the next couple of years going to look like? Sure, and I I don't have. And an now answer there's to a report that. that they're getting picky about what they would get back for Russell Westbrook. Like, whoa, brother! Well, I think the the prefer you talking about the Gordon Hayward. Yeah, well, just generally speaking, they didn't want to do Hayward reportedly because yep. they don't want somebody else that's injury prone, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, look, get you're going to get what you're going to get. You're selling a used car that is doesn't have a lot of value, and you're asking for premium prices on this. That's not a good look. I'm probably going to repeat this all summer long as as we get a little bit more clarity of what the Lakers do this offseason. You should have some reservations right now, right? You should be a little questionable or questioning, Palenka, what are you going to do this offseason? What is the plan? What coach? What, what Is the coach you're bringing in for just the LeBron window, or is it like a coach? Like, no, 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 this guy is going to be our head coach for the next five years. This is our guy. I'm not saying that it's gonna. he's going to end up being there for five years. Mm-hmm. I... I I can't genuinely tell you what their plan is. And I'm not sure they know 100% what that's their plan the is. That's the scariest part of all. Wait, that second, that's the scariest part of all. I don't, because it's not like, well, if you just fix that. Because that, that's exactly right. It's not, you, we'll go back to the fingers in the dam. You, you only have so many fingers to plug these holes. Eventually the water comes over the top. And the water's coming over the top because they change course. They've changed course three seasons in a row. Right, they had LeBron James with the kids. Didn't like it. Go get Anthony Davis. Okay, that worked. Then the next season, whole new cast of characters other than the main two guys. Yep. And then this year, a whole new cast of characters other than the main two guys. Next year, it's going to be a whole new cast of characters and a new coach other than the two guys. This does not make you feel like somebody's got a really good vision of what it's well, going to be. We've talked about Friedman for a million. Right? I think Andrew Friedman has a plan for this month, this season. I think he's got a plan for this following season. And then what's my five-year window? What's my 10-year window look like? He's got the, the, the vision of all of these things laid out. It feels like the Lakers have a vision a, a day ahead or, or, or even worse, a day behind. There is no, this is what we're going to be in 2024. This is what we're going to look like without LeBron James. This is what we're going to look like without Anthony. It's just let's figure it out on the fly every single day. If you take the way you – you know, you explain each year. If you take actually each one of the years, you would say, okay, well, the stock was at its absolute high after they won the championship. And then they changed some of the roster, but they still kept KCP and Kuzma and Alex Caruso. There's still some main players that stayed there. And then the stock goes down. And then the stock goes down again. Now you try, okay, let me, let me, let me bring in pretty much a completely different team other than LeBron and Anthony Davis. And THT, I think, was the only other player that stayed mm-hmm. on the roster. What you just described is going to happen again this offseason. They're going to come with all new players. I will say, I think the... What makes it a good job? What, what, what makes it something to say, I want that job? Can I, can I tell you something? I, I Other really, than prestige, I'm having trouble seeing I, it. I really feel this way. I do think some of it, blown out of proportion is not the right way to put it because I think they have legitimate concerns of what the hell is going to happen moving forward. But I think the idea that there's going to be all these coaches that are afraid or not interested in the Lakers job that part I'm not completely sold on I'm not I I feel like you just mentioned I think somebody coming in saying if I have LeBron James and Anthony Davis I don't know what AD version I'm you have a 20 year veteran LeBron James you're right you're right and I'm not disagreeing with that 
But if I get to coach the Los Angeles Lakers coming off a season where they went 33-49, and 49, mm-hmm. I'm not having to coach a team that was 49-33 and 33 and got to the Western Conference Finals. I think there is some allure to somebody taking over a gig where it was that bad, and they could kind of be that coach that helps bounce things back. Give me, give me the reasons why. Like I, the the bass because I I don't see it other than Lakers this which is, is this which is, is an incredibly prestigious yep. brand yep. right the the brand itself is still as good as it gets but the bones of it are bad they they really are and it, and and to your point Anthony Davis is a you're going to need luck question mark you're going to need a luck giant question yeah. mark LeBron James we just saw that the best with LeBron James and the team that's not very good the team's not very good he can't he can't fix it anymore by himself. He just came off a year where he nearly four led and the league. Since yeah. the All Star break, well, and, and he like led the league in scoring or, or very near it, and they lost forty nine games. Okay, that, this this is he can't do it alone anymore. The guy that put together the previous team is putting together this team. You don't have any picks. I, I get the branding of it all, but the actual basketball of it all is bad. Let, let me let me let me throw this scenario to you, and you tell me if this is um, if this is realistic or not. Is it realistic that AD has a season next year where he plays 70% of the game, 75%? Of course. That's not like crazy, yeah. right? Okay. He played, I think, on average. It's also not a crazy thought that he could play 40 games. You're right. And that's what's happened two right. years in a row, right? right? Two years in a row he played less than at 50% or less of the games. I think there's a coach that says in his mind, I, I understand that at any point, yes, Anthony Davis can get injured. So can any one of these players. I'll take my chances with AD. I saw what LeBron did last year, still as productive that he was. The Russell Westbrook piece, I think they're going to do everything they can to trade him. I do too. Which means they're going to get role players, which is sounds like what you'd rather you have. Get, but I don't know if you get role players. Other than, I, don't, I think you probably get somebody else's problem the way that you, they're getting can yours. I give, can I give you an example of those role players? The you know I think it was Sham Sharani who put that out there that the Pacers could be a place that yeah okay well that's Buddy Heald and that's Malcolm Brogdon those are two role players if the Pacers are dumb enough to do that great if they don't do it with the Lakers they're going to do it somewhere else but that but that's what I mean if why would I want Russell Westbrook instead of those two guys you want to know why they're in complete rebuild rebuild mode Tyrese Halliburton is their young player that they're going to build off of Chris Duarte I think is another one of those guys all they want to do. They want to take that $45 million, wipe it clean in one year. So that's the only reason why they would do it. At least you could look at the Lakers situation and say they're not going to have three stars. They're going to have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and role players, which sounds like a better fit than what they were trying to do this summer, at least with Russ. All right, so we got some phone calls on this. We're going to do those coming up in just a little bit. But coming up next, it is fact or cap. You have your June already locked in, Slee. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. So you guys know that I had a froze yesterday, but I wanna I wanna ask you, what's the over under you think of how many froze's I had this weekend? I got it. <laughs> well, uh, you said you had friends in from out of yeah. town. Yes. Um, and if you're going that hard on a Sunday, I'm assuming Friday and Saturday were. Before similar. you give your answer, four and a half is the. Oh, I'll go over. You going over? I'm going over four and a half. Yeah. And she mixes drinks. Yeah, I, I I'm not <laughs> counting that as her only drinks. Right. I'm talking about that as froze's. Five and a half. Getting, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna think. I think the number's five. I'll go under. Under five. 
It is under five. It was just three. Just three. Uh, with just the four only beers. three. With the four beers and the other things. But she that I had, set it up the way she came out fire. Yeah, I thought it was she had be fourteen. High. She had fourteen <laughs> of them. Uh, yeah, just just keep you guys on your toes. All right. So first factor cap for today. Uh, the match was just announced for later this year on June first. It's going to be between uh, Tom, the four people. One team of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, one team of Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Mm. So you are team Rodgers-Brady. Travis, factor cap. No. No. Tom Brady, I don't have a ton of interest in. And Aaron Rodgers, I've done a 180 on the guy over the last few years. Um, I love Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is really super interesting and fun. And Patrick Mahomes might be the most fun guy in the league. Now, that being said, I have no interest in watching these guys play golf against each other. I love to play golf. I like to watch golf on television. But you know what makes golf on television fun for me? They're professionals that can do things that I could never in a million years dream of doing. Watching Tom Brady skull a seven iron into the green does nothing for me. I don't need to watch non-pros play golf. Are they – do you think it will be entertaining? Are no. they They're mic'd up the whole time? No. Are they saying stuff that are They'll, kind of funny th- or they interesting? They will be mic'd up the whole time, Yeah, and it will not be funny or interesting. First of all, a round of golf is long, man. Yeah. It's multiple hours. These guys are quarterbacks. They're not comedians. They're not actors. They're not They're not many. golfers. Peyton Manning's one in a million. Yeah. You know, Charles Barkley is one in a million. You need guys Drew like Brees. that. Exactly. One in a million. I think they should pass here, Mike. Really? Back on third to you, and, on, Mike. On third and nine, you think they might pass, Drew? Thank you for being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Are you a Tony Romo fan? I like Romo. I love Romo. Romo. Because yeah. Romo tells you, this guy's going to run a curl, yep. and he's going to come back. They're going to catch it right outside the numbers. And he's excited. Yes. Almost as if he's uh, he's drawn to play. I, I, I will, for somebody who's not a big golf fan, I'm actually surprised you won't even give this some consideration. I've tried, Slee. I've watched this. They're bad. They're bad. I, I would rather, I'd be more interested in the Josh Allen-Patrick Mahomes duo. Um, will I actually sit down and watch it? I think the only golf I'll watch is if Tiger's in it on a Sunday. Yeah. I Amateur golf, hard pass. A, really amateur golf, super hard pass. So uh, next up, uh, this weekend, I uh, my friend let me drive her car for a little bit because she couldn't parallel park. And so I was like, oh, cool, I, I'm good, I can parallel park, whatever. So you would let someone else that isn't your wife or girlfriend or your child drive your car. Alan, factor cap. Um, would I let them drive my car? I have nothing against them driving my car. I'm okay with it, but I need some, like, why are they driving my car? I don't need somebody to help me parallel park. I'll do the parallel park. All right. Um, if they need my car, I I don't have a problem with it. Maybe this is more for somebody who's got a, a Porsche or as a Ferrari <laughs> and it's like, nobody else is going to drive it. Uh-huh. But my 2016 hybrid, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, for instance, my Silverado, yeah. right? If somebody said to me, hey, I got to move a couch this weekend. Can I borrow the truck? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm i not particularly finicky about my vehicles. If you want to borrow my car, be my guest. What if they say, hey, um, can you help me move? No. We'll use your truck. Bad back. Bad back. I, I, I was getting out of bed the other morning. I took a weird step. I can't do it. Kinda I got a radio a show on hill. Monday, yeah. so no, no, I won't I'm not be able to help. I will help you go find some guys to help you move, but I'm not lifting up anything else. Did heavy. you see me stretching during the break? I did. What was that all about? I don't about? know what's going on here. He, you, you look like Edwin Moses getting ready to do the high hurdles. I have a quad I just uh, that I think in the 10 a.m. hour something just happened. By the way, I don't get any credit for referencing a hurdler from 1980. No, No one wants a piece of that. Quad injury. <laughs> Taylor, what about you? 
I have friends that have let me borrow their vehicles when my truck's been out of commission, so I would let those people borrow my truck if they needed to. They can drive it, um, but nobody ever has asked, I guess. I think Slee's right. I think you have to have something very exotic to be particular about somebody else driving it. Like, if you, to your yeah. point, if you had, like, a Honda some- Accord, it's like, no, I'm not letting <laughs> yeah. anybody touch no, this. Do, do, do you know how to drive this? Like, if you get behind the wheel of a Mercedes S600. The spoiler's going to get in the way. <laughs> sure. Maybe it's like, hey, listen, this car costs most than most people's homes. Let's uh, let's be a little careful. But if you want to borrow my 2004. Toyota Sienna minivan. I got a 2004 Acura MDX you can borrow. That's fine. It, it gets like uh, 12 miles to the gallon. You want it? No one drives my Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> Nobody. It's a Sebring. All right, we're going to put on our rich person hats right now. So oh, yes. money is not an object for this factor cap. Okay. So Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore just became part owners of the Seattle Kraken. So you would want to be a part owner of a sports team if money was not an option. Taylor, factor cap. Fact. I would buy the Kings. I would fix them <laughs> immediately. <laughs> what would your first order of business be? Your first act is clean chief, house. Go back in time. Fire <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Fire everybody. That, you're coming culture. in as the Grim Reaper. A new culture is needed Draft. very greatly. Yeah, I think it would be incredibly fun. I, I really do. And it would be fun to be the guy that's the minority owner, I think, is the right spot. Where you, you get you have a voice, but you're not ultimately the decision maker. You get to put in your input. You get to do all the fun things that come along with being like kind of a the minority. guy in the in the background, like, like yeah. Jerry Jones. Not quite like Jerry Jones. Not quite like that. But yeah, I think it would be amazing to be able to say, you know what we need? We need more bullpen help. And then actually go out and get some bullpen help. That would be a really fun thing to oh, do. Oh, that's an easy one. I'm going to go buy out Dean Spanos. <laughs> You'd go football first. Get this dude out of here. Take the squad back down to where they belong in San Diego, California. And then, you know, now you have a, just a normal rivalry. You get to play the Raiders. You get to play the Rams. You get to kind of give them some distance. But I'm going straight after what Dean. What would you for you? You own the Chargers yep. today. Your yep. first or, uh, After you move them back to San Diego, yep. your first order of business is what? Uh, call a meeting with Dean. <laughs> In front of the shareholders yep. and break him off right there in front Absolutely. of everybody. I like that. I like that. Run my mouth at Dean. <laughs> so in the break. I uh, live stream it so everybody can watch it. <laughs> like Jerry Jones on Hard Knocks. It's still my – Hard Knocks is good. I, you know, I've watched more seasons than I haven't. But I think it was the first Cowboy season ever. Jerry Jones was the one that looked to be getting a great deal of pleasure cutting people on tv hey uh come on have a seat he's got this little twinkle in his eye i got really bad news partner but we're letting you go and then he looks at the camera like you guys got that right you know how much i'm worth you guys got that right i got i just ruined this guy's life you got that right right. unbelievable so taylor told me the break how he is going to dj his landlord's wedding in june nice so you want an invite to taylor's landlord's wedding you kind of do you get a fee, or does he put it towards the rent? How's it work? I get a free month of rent. Per- perfect. Yeah. That's a that's a good Damn. deal, right? That's a great that's deal. That's a great deal. So what was the question, Emily? So I'm sorry. you want to invite Taylor's landlord's wedding, Travis Factor Cat. I love weddings. We've talked about this. I really do. I, get, I, I have a big wedding coming up in early part of May, Washington, D.C., baller, can't wait. Gonna go. I, I'm anxiously Loves awaiting this wedding. I really do. I like seeing all my friends and family. I like dancing. I like having a few drinks. I love weddings. But going to a wedding where I know nobody would be kind of weird. Taylor's working, so you I couldn't Taylor. hang out with him. He's working. I wouldn't get a chance to do it. So I don't need to go to a stranger wedding. So, Taylor, I'm down to see you, DJ. I just want a different environment as well. If I'm at, wedding is a perfect example. I don't know anybody who's there. What the hell am I going to be doing? 
Um, but I think if it's a if you're actually first of all if you're playing in your band that would be the best thing to do. I go I'd go see that for sure. Different, so I'm DJing yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. But if 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 it's something like that, I will go with Taylor, but not not that. Give one. me a little bit of your wedding DJ rap. Give me a little. So here's the thing. I don't I don't DJ that often anymore. It's been a long time. But since he knows I have all the gear, he just asked me to do it. So he's having two separate weddings. One's in San Gabriel, and the other one's in Colombia, where his girl's from. Okay. So I wish I was doing the Colombia one, but unfortunately, I'll be doing the San Gabriel real one so okay. do you have the now for the first time ever mr and mrs sliwa are you that guy so he doesn't want any of that okay. he told me specifically what he wants he just wants a mic are you gonna do up. like a let's get ready to rumble <laughs> i'm doing all the song requests that he wants so none okay. of my you know crazy music just well, stuff. this is obviously natural one um how many times will you play genuine <laughs> I'm starting the night off with that. That's that's gonna be their first dance, okay. I think. And the Zastro music too. So, yep. but I I need to know like how much of mic time you're gonna get. Is, is it exclusively music, or do you it's get about to do as a little much rap? As show? Okay, so so we not want enough. more. Yeah, right. We enough. want more. Then give us more. We need we need to continue to peel that onion. Can you? When is the when's the date of this? This one is in June. June. Yeah. What's the address? Right. <laughs> San Gabriel. I don't know if it's I don't okay. Know so. Can we, as as you get more information on this and, like, the pieces are starting to come mm-hmm. together, can you keep us posted? I'm, I'm really curious. If I get a plus one, Slee, it's going to be you. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> and I appreciate that. But it's more about I want to know what's his what, what's the music he's going to be playing. That's kind of up to the top wedding 40, people, though, 40, right? Yeah. The, the, the guests And she's get South to American, that. so a lot of Spanish music. Okay. And you are South American. Of course. <laughs> With okay, South so Iowan. With that, by the way, you know how you talk about sometimes like flexing. Yeah. What if he just took the list? He's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. This. Yeah, I got this one. One hundred percent. He just plays his own list. He comes through with his own phone. His own. Just plugs his phone in and hits shuffle. I'm not trying to lit, get evicted. Lit biscuits on for the third time. <laughs> I'm gonna take a shot in the dark that you're not a huge limp biscuit guy. No, uh, yeah. early 2000s maybe, but not anymore. Yeah, it's a real shame. Real shame. thought we've talked about that uh, rejoin taylor i'm gonna need you to uh delete that one or erase it or how, however the technology works nowadays i just heard kaplan say something during the uh promo that ran there during the break slee are you, you are you yoked he said slee was all yoked up now you're a little leaner than you used to be but i don't know if i'd go as far as saying you're yoked no i'm not you should was you should that work off on the that. uh the push-up thing no, he used to, I guess Laura was giving him a hard time about oh. uh, him being not as active as he once was. And he's saying that, that I guess I Laura through, was saying that you're yoked now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I told you. That's why I'd rather be barefoot at Dodger Stadium than without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, but at least you're not a big, you know, blob like me. You're trim. Do you ever do this where, and your answer is going to be no for you because you've just told me in the past. You go to the gym and you you go lift. I think like two weeks ago I went and lifted. Theoretically, I understand what you're saying, but and, go ahead. And I walk out thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't know who has muscles like I do right now. I mean, if you just look <laughs> in the mirror, and the way I handled that 30-pound curl 
whatever the hell that that is, <laughs> when somebody else had it was doing a different workout that's a lot tougher and they were using more weight, mm-hmm. we don't got to look at that. No, you're fine. But you ever walk out of the gym and you just like tell yourself, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if anybody has more muscles than I do. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. The last time. you get time, home and you're like, yeah, there's nothing there, bud. I haven't, this is probably very easy to believe, but I have not been in a gym to work out 30 years. I, I mean, I've, I've worked out. I've done like boot camp stuff and push ups and pull ups and all that kind of stuff, and gone for runs and hikes. You, do you do you have a membership? No, I the the, the inside of a gym is the, the only place I'd rather be less than the inside of a gym is on the inside of a club. Though the, it, it's loud, there's a lot of people. Gyms smell bad. I think we got something. There's just ugh, the worst. What if you ran a club from nine p.m. to two a.m. Mm-hmm. But it's also a gym. It's got a, we got a Nautilus in the corner. You can get drinks. You can get drinks like you do, but then you're also doing you're doing like full workouts. I'm an outdoor exerciser guy. I don't need I don't need the gym. I'll also, go for a walk, a weights, hike, a run. Weights are good. I Drug just don't exercise do it does not sound fun at all. No, no, not whatsoever. I just don't think you guys are really embracing what I'm trying to sell here. <laughs> but it's your vision, you can put it together. Have you ever been to a spin class? I was going to say, can like, you imagine being in a spin class and next to you is a Red Bull and vodka? <laughs> but adrenaline. Spin classes are essentially like little clubs in the dark and stuff, like yeah, the one they, they used to go to. Like it, They turn off all the lights, you play the music really loud. Yeah, essentially, like, that's what you, you bike to. That's Then that's number one on the list. A combo of those things. <laughs> Which one? one, one on the you list. know when you have a, you'll, you'll have the instructor. And there's different types, just style of how they motivate you. One, maybe a little bit more quiet, just like, come on, guys, you can do it. And then the other one that's just too much. You know what I'm talking about, Emily? I need the too much person. Okay, I, I like Descri- to Describe at me. the too much person. Like, they're like, get right. your bleep bleeps up and get running and go all that stuff. Like, Look, I, when I, I hear that, that I'm kind of like, Dude, I'm an Shut adult. Your, you know yeah, what? Yeah, no, no, no. You talking I, to me I, like no, that no, for? No. And all they're trying to do is just get you motivated for your 45 minute class. I'm starting to take it personal. You want to go at me? <laughs> No, I, I'm like, you know what? I don't need this. I'm see you later. Never coming back. I don't. I don't need to be motivated. I'm already here. That's motivation enough. I don't need you screaming in my face. That and sounds then terrible. Then they're doing like a competition where they're looking at everybody. Okay, this person just got that. Just done. trying I'm to like, get to the end of the I'm line. Coming in ninth place. Did, did, there's, did, did there's Jane twenty four twenty six over there? I don't care that she got more. There's ten riders. I got ninth. Lame. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll bundle your home and car together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So we were talking a few minutes ago about the Laker coaching search, which sort of guys, what is the selling points, what are the downsides to this. Chris in L.A. Chris, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey, great discussion about the uh, Laker position. I just wanted to say, Whenever anyone's talking about the attractiveness of the position to potential coaches, they always start off with LeBron as being uh, a positive. And I don't know if that's actually the case. You know, at at his age, I know he had a great season this year as far as points, but at his age, I don't know if that's true because I think for most Laker fans, there's about 10 players right now that we would take over LeBron. So I, I just don't know if all coaches, potential coaches, are saying, hey, we got LeBron, that's good. You know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, I, what a lot of this is going to come down to is how much can you make a case for what Braun has done in the past? It, it could be irrelevant at this point, but look at coaches that have been with LeBron James over the years: Eric Spolstra, Ty Lue, Frank Vogel. Those are the three that won championships. Spolstra has two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the question comes down to, and at what all those coaches also have in common: they never won a chip. After LeBron, mm-hmm. right? 
but I think the question that comes it comes down to is how much of your juice are you still allowing for LBJ? Just because of his 20th season, just because of all these others. That's why I, I sit back and listeners are going to get annoyed of how much I bring up Rob Palenka this offseason. It's a critical offseason for Rob Palenka. Forget the Lakers for a quick second. Rob, you won a championship, but some of the moves you've made since that championship – this the, the direction that the franchise is going in, it, it almost feels like this is a, a downward spiral. You were 16 games below 500, mm-hmm. and you walk into this offseason without a coach, questions about how attractive that job is. LeBron, uh, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, all the future of these players, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure the direction that, that, uh, that Palenka will eventually go in. I'm I, curious I, to see I, how it plays out. I, I think what Chris just said, is the single most important thing that this new coach needs to get figured out. And he needs to ask the question, how long is he going to be here? Not now, how long am I going to be here? How long is he going to be here? And the he being LeBron James. Because if the plan is to continue to chase another one with LeBron James, I don't want that job. I don't want it. Because he's going into year number 20. I understand he's one in a trillion when it comes to the way that he takes care of himself and his health. I get it. But I need to hear from Rob Palenka, listen, this part of the Laker era is coming to a close, and we're going to go to the next stage of Laker greatness. Because we've seen them try to chase it with him. It's not working. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. And that you really That is the number one question. I think we're targeting the wrong person. Well, I'm going in here, and I need to know, how long is he going to be here? What are your plans for Anthony Davis? These are the things I need to know. Because if they're going to re-sign LeBron James, if they're planning on and going to years he beyond, can get a two-year extension. That, I, I, I don't. I don't need to be a part of that. I, I really don't need to. Be, and I'm a LeBron James fan. I've talked about it over and over on this show. I think LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time, and I've loved every minute watching his career. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. I am a fan. It's you, you're not. We're not doing the LeBron thing anymore as the Laker. It's time to move on to the next thing. You're targeting the wrong player in that. I really do believe so. I, when you say the LeBron piece. I think the last two years, I think they've tried phasing out of the – their hope has been AD's the guy. AD's going to be the player that um, he doesn't have to – no one's going to be LeBron James. LeBron's going to go down as arguably one of the greatest. But does LBJ have, like, legitimate, legitimate help right beside no. him every single game? No. He should be more of the target because I think it's but the he's AD not. portion he's a, he's that he's a beta. Been. He's not. You, you, you can't worry about your second and third. And four. You, you, he's not going to be your best player. He will never be your – and if he is, you're going to be what the Pelicans were a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You'll be okay. You're not going to be terrible, but you're not going to be dangerous. LeBron is your best player. LeBron will be your best player next year. And he can't be. And he can't be. No, that, he can't. That's what I'm getting at. That whoever the second best player is, whatever, we'll figure that out after we figure out who the next best player is. Anthony Davis is a complimentary player. Maybe the best one we've seen in a long time, but we've seen Anthony Davis' best player. doesn't work. doesn't work. You see that uh, piece. what Chris Webber said. I was just going to say. Yeah. I was going to say Chris Webber was talking about it. Actually, I, I really like what he said. You let's know, play it. Okay, let, yeah, let, right let's there. come back. We'll play it about what he's talking about because I think Chris Webber is saying the same thing that I'm saying, which is this is about LeBron. Whatever you get from AD at this point is either A, a mystery, or B, not nearly good enough. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
Mason, Ireland. The OGs of L.A. Sports Talk. Mason in Ireland. We didn't finish all the sushi, so I put it in the fridge. Yeah, well, I was like, um, yeah, well, yeah. Use sushi. Doesn't, no. uh, okay, so I brought it to work yeah, oh, this morning, idea. and Amanda goes, why are you bringing used sushi in? I agree with Amanda. <laughs> used, 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 <laughs> I mean, day-old sushi, excuse me. Day-old sushi. I was like, right. I, don't, I, was, I didn't know what to do with it. You yeah, eat I it, it the night you get it. Well, I yeah. normally finish it's it. It's raw fish. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's raw fish. Yeah, you by eat the way, it that if you night. Have, yeah. Used sushi yeah, yeah, yeah. stinks up a whole refrigerator. Sam is going to be sending you a memo. No, no, no. It was in Amanda's refrigerator. But it's in the... It's in the <laughs> oh, my, oh, yeah. Put it in your boss's refrigerator. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's in Stick the trash now. It's in the <laughs> trash now. Don't all the people it. you want to piss off, <laughs> do it to Amanda. Mason and Ireland on 710. Up next at 1 p.m. After Trav and Sleep. L.A.'s mega sports station, 710 ESPN. At CDW, we get you can't lock up your devices. Your workforce needs the freedom to roam. Final morning call, 1555 to New York. And wherever they go, productivity is key. But with Microsoft Surface devices pre-configured and deployed by CDW experts, you'll get multi-layered security and seamless experiences to help productivity really take off. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. Sedano and Cap for your afternoon drive on 710 ESPN. I said I started lifting again because Laura was kind of giving me some body shaming about how what? bad I looked. Mm. No, I was not. When was I body shaming you? So I don't know. I mean, when you tell me, like, Cap, you don't work out. Cap, you don't hike. Cap, you don't. You look terrible because no. Alan Slee was yoked. No. I mean, you tell me all these horrible what? things. Slee was yoked. That- drive home with Sedano and Cap this afternoon at 4 p.m. on 710 ESPN. LA's Mega Sports Station. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with Syntec and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec Premium Full Synthetic Motor Oil is formulated for today's engines to dissipate heat and friction and reduce wear. Right now, 